Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for another episode of WVU Marketing Communications Today. Coming to you live from the campus of West Virginia University's Marketing Communications Online Graduate Programs, where they try and explore MarCom strategies that will help you inform, persuade, and inspire your audience with the woman who always does all three here. Cindy Can Greenblatt. you guys hear me? Hey, Paul, nice to see you once again and to be back with our podcast. Today we have Xenia Muntian, who's joining us from, we're going to find out where she is somewhere in the world, not in the um, United States of America. And she is CEO and co-founder of Planable. It's a content review and marketing collaboration platform, it has over 5,000 teams behind such interesting and notable brands as Hyundai, Christian Louboutin, the shoes I can never wear but would love to, Viper, and the United Nations. Prior to launching Planable, she uh, built a digital marketing agency and led social for clients such as Coca-Cola. Notably, Xenia has been recognized on the Forbes 30 under 30. Holy cow, very impressive. And has spoken on innovation stage at the Con Lions in 2018. She's definitely uh, an up and comer. She's got a lot of really interesting background. She's published a book, The Manifesto on Content Marketing Teams. She's launched her own podcast, People of Marketing, and we are thrilled to welcome you, Xenia. Thank you so much, Cindy. I couldn't have done a better introduction myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, tell us, where are you calling in from today? So I'm actually calling from Romania, Eastern Europe, very, very far away, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Our connection is fantastic. We have had guests on the show. I'm in Chicago who have been one state away in Wisconsin and they sounded like they were on Mars. So, (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're actually very well known for having a good internet connection out here in in Romania. (laughs) Excellent. Today, Xenia, we are going to talk about how marketers are reinventing collaboration during this pandemic and can't think of a better conversation. Being global, we have a global situation. You are calling from half a world away in Eastern Europe. And, you know, COVID-19 has forced us marketing teams to act and live in a very different way and to adapt communications and operational strategies, working from home and working from all sorts of different places. We are, as marketers, such a a collaborative group, such a communicative group, and we find ourselves having to leverage all these virtual methods. We're trying to preserve productivity. Uh, We've had to figure out how to adapt to creativity. Um, We have our kids running around, our dogs barking and garbage trucks (laughs) and, and everything in between. So... Can I start with a a, a general question? What are you seeing as the biggest challenges for marketers and communicators that are working now from home? Working from home and remote working has become more than a trend in the past couple of months. It is a necessity for companies working from all across the globe. And I think the biggest struggle was for teams that had to suddenly go remote, that didn't have any experience managing remote work or work from home. And I think there's multiple struggles from just keeping in touch with the teams, with um, just trying to manage the social part and fill 
like the team is keeping uh, updated with everything that is happening in the company, the missing the water cooler conversations, trying to find information, access to work. There is a lot of challenges just around productivity and around efficient collaboration. And I think there's much more back and forth nowadays trying to find stuff, trying to find work, trying to find files, trying to get access to information. Whilst before you could just approach someone at their desk and just quickly ask a few couple of questions and find your information in a, in a much easier way. And also lots of challenges just trying to build a culture remote is incredibly complicated. Just trying to maintain that social part of a team, keep them excited about the work, keep them excited about the company is very challenging right now. I agree with you. I manage cross-functional teams myself with about 30 um, direct reports. And uh, I find that it's exhausting. Like you really have to work at it to stay in front of people and to portray that positivity and give people that communication and the time. And then these Zoom, you know, world that we live in where we see ourselves in our face all day long in these meetings where before we made look in the mirror once in a day. Here we're on screen all day long with people and and I think it's physically quite tiring. Have you found that there are some good, let's say uh, collaboration hacks, ways that, that you have found companies have overcome some of these challenges? So we had to go remote and work from home ourselves as well. And we've been talking with our own customers that had to suddenly adapt to this situation. And we've heard a bunch of tips and a bunch of advice around how to make it work. I feel like the overall advice was just around communicating a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, That sounds like a very cliche advice, right? Like you got to communicate a lot at all times, right? Not just during a pandemic, but just trying to build this routine of regular communication with your team was probably one of the hardest things in uh, in a working from home environment uh, and also with the sense of loneliness and isolation that can set in. But I think that's even more important because of that. Then there's a bunch of things you can achieve this uh, communication, regular communication. Something that we did was having daily check-ins on Slack, trying to just give ourselves updates about the work, about the progress. Also, every Monday we were having uh, meetings with the entire team, so just trying to have everyone in the same place and feel connected and up to date with everything that's happening in the company. That is a very, very huge, important thing. But also just trying to take advantage of collaborative technology as much as possible as well. I mean, as I mentioned, using, yes, obviously using Zoom, but using other tools to just help collaborate internally as much as possible. And there's a bunch of tools nowadays, just Slack and and Notion. And depending on what kind of work you do, there are collaboration tools for every single place, every single uh, type of work out there. And I think just trying to manage the team and manage the expectations they should have from this kind of transition, make a plan in the beginning. I think that's what helped a lot. And that's, you know, what I've seen other agencies and other businesses out there doing, making a plan. You know, this is what's going to happen. This is how we're going to transition to remote work. We're going to implement those tools. 
It's going to be a bumpy road, so like managing expectations as well, it's going to be hard, but we're going to make it work because of that and that and that. And I think, you know, just communicating with the team will help a lot with morale, help a lot with just trying to focus them on what needs to be done and kind of like boosting their confidence in the process. I think that helps a lot. And also just trying to be flexible because work from home is just a, a type of thing that I think requires a lot of flexibility, uh, much more things, much more ad hoc activities and, and things can get in the way of work uh, compared to the office environment. So just being flexible and understanding with your team and their circumstances, I think that is extremely important for them to be productive as well. So you mentioned a couple of technologies that help remote teams be effective. You mentioned Slack. What was the other one you mentioned? It's called Notion, and it's great for like text collaboration, kind of like a Google Doc, but on Google Docs on steroids, I would say. Okay, so it's good not only to communicate, but also for a progress tracking productivity task. Exactly, like it has lots of components, like tables and tasks and pages so we use it internally for our own company wiki so we store information there and it has a bunch of modules that are very useful for project management but also for communication and storing information wonderful well thank you for giving us a couple of those ideas we're going to take a quick break with paul but before we do i'd like to set up a question for you when we come back from the break How can teams avoid what I'm calling the Zoom fatigue that we're all feeling and we're all on these nonstop Zooms and we're hearing a lot about potential burnout from this environment? If you want to think about that and and share with us your point of view when we come back, I'd appreciate it. Yes, definitely. Okay, let's take a pause for the cause here and remind everybody that uh, this year you don't have to miss WVU's Integrate Conference. You've gone year after year, and you can go again because it's moved online. Marketing communications experts from a variety of industries will be there to explore how and what to say during this unprecedented time. View the schedule. Tune into the live sessions. Just go to integrate.wvu.edu. That's integrate. And while you're there, why not wander over and check out West Virginia University's new Digital Marketing Communications Master's Degree Program. It's fully online as well, and you can complete it in just a year. With built-in certifications from platforms like Google and Facebook, the program gives you both the strategy and the skills you need to reach audiences today on existing and emerging media, kind of like this one. Learn more at marketingcommunications.wvu.edu. That's marketingcommunications, plural, dot wvu.edu. And with that, we jump back into the discussion and, and wait to hear the answer that uh, Cindy posed. Yes, right before the break, I asked Xenia, how do we overcome what we're calling the Zoom fatigue, the all-day effect of being on camera in front of each other meeting after meeting after meeting and and we're all feeling a little burnt out by the environment would love to hear some ideas yeah i feel like in the beginning of the lockdown i was trying to merge as many meetings so i had a lot of back-to-back calls and then i learned that in order to try and avoid zoom burnout i should probably 
try to build in as many breaks as possible between them because if you do zoom all day you are probably going to go insane at some point in time uh, so building enough breaks and giving yourself room to recover from one zone to another I feel like that is extremely important and not have this non-stop FaceTime with people. Whenever you can, you know, turn off your video, like especially with people that you don't know too well, like with your team, you know, you're probably more comfortable, but with like external folks, uh, maybe turning off your video and having conversations without, without video is a, is a great way of reducing that stress. And also something that you Cindy mentioned at the beginning that in this uh, Zoom era, we have become so self-aware of ourselves. So one thing that I do is I hide myself from the view so that I don't look at myself all the time. So trying to kind of like reduce the amount of distractions in a Zoom call, things that take out of your, take processing power from your brain, trying to combat this fatigue from Zoom by just taking as much distractions as you can possibly take from uh, a Zoom call. And in the beginning, uh, something that we were doing, and then, you know, I realized that it's probably not the best approach. And we were doing a lot of just to help with the culture and to help with the social part of our company. We were doing a lot of fun events on Zoom. And we realized in a very short time that <laughs> fun events over Zoom after an entire day of Zoom are not so fun. So, you know, making them opt in, just, you know, making them who has the time, who has the bandwidth, who has the power and the energy to do them, that's cool. If not, you know, that is totally okay as well. And just trying to have Zooms calls only when it's like, very necessary. Like if you can do it over Slack or email, or if you can do a phone call instead, whatever alternative to diversify the means of communication you have, the better. I feel like those tips have helped me stay sane during this lockdown period. And I hope it, it helps someone else as well. That's great. I know that a couple of colleagues have done Zoom cooking classes. Oh, yes. That was one I heard that was really fun. They gave the list of ingredients to everybody in advance. All of the employees had their cameras in their <laughs> kitchens and they hired a remote chef and you all cooked the same meal in your kitchens. So really you weren't looking at yourself at all. And I thought that was a really fun, unusual way to collaborate and at the same time you know, do something new and different. That's a great inspiration. And I feel like this uh, cooking thing uh, is particularly good. Everyone has been, you know, cooking during this pandemic. So it kind of makes sense. <laughs> Another area that's been challenged, I have had the good fortune of having to bring on a couple of new uh, staff members to our company. Uh, many companies are still hiring and having to onboard. And what are you seeing about how companies are onboarding new team members remotely. Yeah, that's extremely difficult. So we've been interviewing over Zoom as well. And I feel like, again, it goes back to the same thing. You, you especially in, the, in this onboarding period, to be super, super organized. So like have an extremely detailed plan of onboarding step-by-step step so that it's, it's easy to follow. It also goes back to just regularly communicating with that person. So if before the lockdown, you would have maybe have one weekly check-in with the new hire, 
probably during during the lockdown and during work from home, you'd, you'd need to have like maybe one check-in in the morning and one check-in at the end of the day just to make sure you know that the person is. It doesn't need to be an hour-long Zoom call, but like an email or a Slack message just to check that everything is flowing smoothly. That's one way of doing it. And then trying to introduce them to the team is also quite tricky in a, in a remote environment. So making it a special occasion, right? Like maybe you can't organize some um, a welcome uh, dinner for them like you would do in a normal, um, you know, before the, the lockdown. Now trying to make it special, maybe hire a remote cook or something like that. Do a special event around bringing them on the team so that they feel special. But I think being extremely, extremely organized and starting those relationships with, with trust and always always having in mind good intentions because especially with messaging as well like it's it's very hard to read between the lines of text messages so that's again just assuming good intentions and trusting people that you have hired for your team is again something to just keep in mind during remote onboarding it's very good advice thank you i'm going to take some of those tips myself and and use them with our new employees for onboarding I did want to ask you a little bit about Planable. Yes. So it's a content review and marketing collaboration platform. Tell us a little bit about the platform and how are companies and brands using it, especially now during these very different times? Yeah, Planable is a collaboration platform for teams that are producing social media content. So before Planable, our clients were using tools such as they were using a spreadsheet and Excel file where they were planning what's called in the industry social media calendars. And they would be able to collaborate in those editorial calendars, spreadsheet, and then they would uh, just go back and forth on that spreadsheet and try to make it work. Now in Planable, it's a very visual environment where they can visualize content, see exactly how it's going to look like in the end. Everyone working from home, I think it's extremely, it's even harder to collaborate on uh, social media content. If before the lockdown, you would just approach someone, look at their computer and see exactly you know, what they're planning for social, easier to collaborate from across the hall or from across the room. And now we offer a digital environment, a virtual environment where they can gather feedback and discuss content for social. So that's how we, we help teams. Terrific. Well, we're coming up to the end of our time together. It went so fast and, and I'm <laughs> so grateful, Xenia, for you taking the time halfway around the world in, in Romania to, to, to chat with us. As we um, leave and, and invite you to enjoy what's left of your evening, it's evening there, right? And it's only a noon here. <laughs> yes, it is. Do you have any kind of parting thoughts or quote of the day you'd like to leave us with as we get back to the second half of our day here? Yeah, I think this is going to be a very, this entire period uh, is going to be a very learning experience for everyone. And I think just going through it is going to teach us a lot about collaboration and efficiency and how to communicate properly with people. And some teams might stay remote, but the other ones might go back to the office. No matter what path they choose, I feel like they are going to come out of this stronger teams, closer teams, and more collaborative teams, just because of all the, of all the struggles and all of the bottlenecks that they had to go through. I think it's going to make them stronger. I think it's going to make us all stronger. 
I love that. On that note, through this, out the other side of the tunnel, we're going to be stronger, more collaborative, and maybe even understand each other better. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> Thank you, Xenia. Thank you for your time. Paul, we'll send it back to you. Everybody have a great day. You've been listening to WVU Marketing Communications Today, brought to you live from West Virginia University, a weekly program that sits at the intersection of data-driven decision-making and marketing practice, only on the Funnel Radio Network, for at-work listeners like you.